Luke 5, verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. your faith he's calling you out into the deep don't be afraid to launch out into the deep when we trust in our savior your dreams things he's calling you into a deep good evening good evening welcome to into the deep i am leander dj wilson and this is into the deep this is a special episode amen so again, let me just give you a little background on what this is. This is Into the Deep, the newest talk show in Beaumont, Texas, where we bring the word to the world so others can understand who they are while uncovering just what they can do. And in the end, fulfilling God's divine purpose. We expect to see miracles, signs, wonders throughout each and every individual who this show comes across. And we invite you into the deep. All right, man. All right, again, I said this is a special episode. This is our Mother's Day episode. Come on. I want to wish every mother a happy Mother's Day. This, amen. Mother's Day is this Sunday. It's not too late to get your mother something. It's not too late to get your spiritual mother something. You still have time. Amazon Prime is still working. So you still have time, amen. So let's. So, again, I said this is a special episode, and I wish every mother a happy Mother's Day. Amen. So, we completed our first questionnaire, our first question, and again, we have five more questions. And with these questions, you can answer them. You can use the Bible. You can use Google to get these answers, and you can win a prize. So these five questions are, where was Jesus arrested? Where was Jesus arrested? Don't put the answers in the comments just yet. Hold off. Where was Jesus arrested? Question number two. John the Baptist was how much older than Jesus? John the Baptist was how much older than Jesus?
Third question is, where in the Bible do you find these following words? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Where in the Bible do you find those words? Question number four. Cain did not, Cain did what for a living? Cain did what for a living? And the final question, question number five. How many, I'm sorry, how old was the daughter of Jairus? How old was the daughter of Jairus? Amen. If you can answer all five of those questions, go ahead and message me. Go ahead and message me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and you can win a prize. Now, on last week, we started a topic of the tabernacle. We're still going to continue that topic on next week. But this week, we're talking about mothers. We're, 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 we're going to talk about how great mothers are. We're going to talk about the mothers in the Bible. You, you may have heard of some of them. You may not have heard of some of them. But today, you're going to know about four mothers in the Bible. You, you probably heard of her sons, but we're going to talk about them as mothers. So our first mother is Sarah. Our first mother is Sarah. She is the wife of Abraham. Her name means noble woman. All right, if we can go to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis 15. Verse 4. It reads, then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is of own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the star. Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. All right, Genesis chapter 16, verse 1. Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had born no, him no children, but he had she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. So that, that that's what that's where we meet Sarah, and that's what we're gonna talk about. We're, we're talking about Sarah, and we read in chapter fifteen, verse four and five, that God promised Abraham an heir that that, that he would have as many children as the stars in the sky. 
So, so what? So here we are with Sarah, and what what we're going to learn from Sarah is that there is nothing too hard from God. There is nothing too hard for God. Mothers, you, you, you see, back in this time, it was fruitful for a woman to bear children for her husband. And as we read in chapter 16, the Lord, Sarah told Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. You see, Sarah was in a hurry to build a family. You see, she wanted Abraham to bear a child so bad that she went ahead of God. Tonight, God wants me to let mothers know that there, God has a perfect timing for what he's shown you. God has a perfect timing for what he's given you. That there's probably a mother out there this evening praying for their child to receive Christ, praying for their child to turn away from sin and come back to God. And they this mother's been praying day and night, praying hard. And you're probably feeling like Sarah here, where she, she she's looking at what God promised. She, she's looking at the promise of God. She knows that God promised Abraham an heir. But, but she doesn't believe that God is going to use her. You see, today God is saying, I'm going, God wanted to use Sarah to bring Abraham's heir. God wanted to use Sarah to bring forth the lineage of Abraham. But because of Sarah was too busy looking at the promise and not looking at the promise giver, she, she went ahead of God. And for those who don't know the story of this, right, Ishmael and, Abra and Isaac. <laughs> so, so here... Ishmael is Isaac. Ishmael is Abraham's oldest child. And now Sarah said, have this child with Hagar. But when the child comes, she regrets. 
You see, the thing that happens when we move ahead of God is that we will regret what we've done. We will regret the actions we've done. We will reject what has come because of the actions. So we will regret, we will reject But, but the thing is, God has a promise for you. God's promise is yes and amen. You, you, you see, the old, the Baptist church said it this way, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be right on time. You, you see, the promise may not come the way you want it to come. The promise may not come when you want it to come. But the, here's the thing is, if you wait on God, he's going to give it to you in time, in season, and when it's right. Because when God gives it to you, you won't regret it, you won't reject it, but you will rejoice in it. You rejoice in it and you rejoice for it. So, so the thing we, God wants us to know, learn from Sarah is don't go ahead of God. Be steadfast in his promise. Be steadfast on his word. Let's go on to our next mother. Jehoshaphat, yeah, this mother. Now, Jehoshaphat is a mother that we know of her, but we don't know her. We don't know who Jehoshaphat is. We know her son. We know everything her son did. We, we even know her daughter. But we do not know who this mother is. So we're going to talk about her for a little bit. And to be honest, this is one of my favorite mothers in the Bible. So let's go to Exodus chapter 1, verse 22. Amen. And then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Every Hebrew boy that is born, you must throw into the Nile. But let every girl live. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levian woman and she gave birth and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could not hide him no longer, she got a basket for him, coated it with tar and pitch. And then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. So here we are. We have a mother. I'm sorry. Let's go back. We read the first scripture, right? Here we have a declaration from the Pharaoh. We have an order from Pharaoh that every Hebrew boy that is born must die. 
and must die by being thrown in the Nile River. You see, I love that scripture because here's the thing. The, the Pharaoh says that if a woman, a Hebrew woman, is pregnant with a boy, she must throw him into the Nile River. And then we go to chapter 2. We see that a Hebrew woman is pregnant. We see this mother is pregnant with a child. You see, culture at this time said that this mother had to kill her child. But but she's seeing that the child was fine. Let me, let me bring it to you. This mother seen that her son was special. She seen that this child had a gift from God. So instead of listening to Pharaoh, instead of listening to the culture of the world, she said, you know what, I'm going to hold on to this gift from God. And then it goes on in scripture that she hid the child for three months. But and when the child got too big, she, she put him in a basket and placed it in the riverbank of the Nile. You didn't get it. When the child got too big, the thing that was supposed to kill him at the beginning of his birth is now supposed to protect him. So, so what is God telling us through this mother, Jehoshaphat? God, God it wants you to know that God has a plan for your life. He has a promise on your life, mother. No matter what society says about you, no matter what society says about the promise on your life, God says, hold fast to me. Hold fast to what I said. Stand on my word. I've given you a promise. Hold fast. Let me, let me try to bring it to you a little bit clearer. As a mother, as a believer of Christ, God has given you the authority and the position of a mother.
Now, the scripture doesn't say this, but reading context clues. Jehoshaphat went against Pharaoh's order. And she had to hide this gift from God. Because if anyone knew of this gift, it would be put to death. She had to hide her son from the world. She had to protect her son from the world. The world is meant to, the world wanted to kill this baby boy. I don't know what it is to be a mother. I, don't, I probably will never ever will. But I, I've seen news interviews. I've seen so many mothers who have lost sons and I've seen the pain in their eyes. I've seen the, the quiver in their voices of them losing their child. Jehoshaphat did not want to go through that feeling. But, but so she hid her child. Now, I, I know I know what it takes to raise a baby. I know that much, and it, it it's not as easy as it seems to hide a baby because, especially in this time, you you, you go through more resources that you you need more food. You, you need more, you, you take up more waste. So it, it gets hard to hide a baby. So this mother hides her child. But then it gets too hard to hide. So she does something out of the norm. She does something that no one would have done. The very thing that is supposed to kill him, she places him in. You see, this is what happens when you, you, you listen and you stay steadfast on the word of God. See what happens is that when she hid the gift from she hid the gift of God. She she kept the gift of God. Right? Yeah. But but she didn't lose faith in God. She stayed, she kept her faith with God. She was steadfast 
in her faith with God. She stayed connected to God. And at this time, now God said, it's time to let him go. It's time to let him go. If you would trust me to protect him, let him go. Here we have Jehoshaphat. She had to let her son go. She had to sacrifice her relationship with her son in order to protect him. She had to sacrifice her her relationship with her son in order for him to grow in Christ. She had to sacrifice her relationship with her son in order for him to do what God called him to do. Today, God wants you to know that, that, that you have to sacrifice some relationships. As a mother, you have to sacrifice some things. God has given you a child to protect and to raise up. But but here's the thing God says. One thing God told me that is when you give birth to your child, yes, you are in yes, you are authority in their life, but for, but you have to give them back to him in order for him to protect them. God says, Yes, I've given you this child. Yes, I call you mother. But now it's time to give your child back to me. You've been trying to figure out how can I protect this child? This child's a handful. He, 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 she seems too much for me. I, I never had a mother. I never grew up with a mother, so I don't know what it takes to be a mother. And today God is speaking to you, says, I've given you the authority. I've given you the gift of a mother. I'm placing you a mother. So stay, stay steadfast with me. And surrender your child to me. Give them to me. And I will show you how to raise up that child. I know you didn't have a mother in your life. I know mothers walked out of your life. Women walked out of your life left and right. But if you give the child back to me, I will show you how to protect, how to train up the child in a way they should go. So they can fulfill their destiny. So they can fill their purpose.
Jehoshaphat had to surrender, had to sacrifice her relationship with her son. But here's the thing, I love, the reason I love this mother in the text is because if, if you stop reading right here, you, you'll see that the story is that she surrendered her son to, she, she gave her son back to God and placed him in the riverbank of the Nile, which was supposed to kill him, but is now protecting him. If you stop right there, it, it seems like a sad story. But, but the thing about God and me is that God said, continue reading. And I encourage you to continue reading. But I'm going to tell you what happened. So as this child is floating down the river, there's a woman who sees him afar. He doesn't see him up close, but sees him afar. And this woman picks him up and, te and tells herself that she's going to raise him. Now this woman is the daughter of Pharaoh. The, the same Pharaoh who said that all Hebrew boys are to die in this same river. So because of Jehoshaphat stayed steadfast in her faith with God and hid her son. And because she sacrificed her relationship with her son and placed him in a basket down the Nile River. The same river that was supposed to kill him not only protected him, but rescued him. Because now this child is being raised in the house of Pharaoh. The same man that wanted to kill him. And if you continue reading, you, you'll see that this child's sister seen what had happened. And she ran to Pharaoh's daughter and asked her a question. Do you want me to find your Hebrew woman to nurse this baby. And Pharaoh started to say yes. So she ran to her mother and said, I have news for you. The child has been found. And Pharaoh's daughter would like you to nurse her. You see, here, here's the thing. Let me, let me bring clip. Let me bring you to what's happening here. 
you see, Jehoshaphat hid her son. And when he got too big to hide, she set him in the riverbank. And she thought that God was going to protect him, right, number one, but that she would not see her son again. But God was going to protect him. But because of she was so steadfast and she sacrificed, she is now able to nurse her own child. But but here, here's the here's the here's another part to it. Not only is she nursing her own child, Pharaoh's daughter is going to take her. You see, when when you wait on God, when you follow God, when you be steadfast on his word, when you're steadfast in your faith with God, it may not look like he's going to come through. It, it may not look like he's going to come on time. It may not look like your promise is going to come. It may not look like your purpose is going to come. But when you stay steadfast and obedient to God, He's going to make a way out of no way. He's going to make a way that's going to be better than the world way. You see, she thought she sacrificed her whole relationship with her son. But God says, I have something else in mind. I'm going to protect your son, but you're going to nurse him first. And train him up. So her son grew up with Hebrew teaching, but in the house of Pharaoh. Let's go on to our second mother, our third mother. Our third mother is Hannah, First Samuel. First Samuel chapter one. But the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. Her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she weeped and wouldn't eat. Her husband would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Salah, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. 
In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. She made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used for his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I'm a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, go in peace. And my God of Israel grant you that you have asked of him. Amen. Here we are, we have another mother. Another mother who is barren. Now, she, this is different than Sarah because Sarah was troubled by her own view of the promise. Sarah was Sarah didn't believe that God was going to use her to bring forth the promise. Sarah didn't trust in God enough that God was going to use her to bring forth the promise. Now, Hannah here is bearing the same problem. But here... Hannah is troubled by people that surrounding her talking about her how she can't bear children. Now here we 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 see and we read that Hannah was provoked into irritation by her rival. This is another woman who's been pregnant multiple times. Year after year, she's, no, matter, no matter what she can do, she was going to get pregnant. And she would go to Hannah and tell her, yes, I got pregnant. I got 10 sons. What about you? Not one? And, and Hannah would hear this year after year. And, and if you didn't read it, I, I read it. And I, and I seen that even when she went to the house of the Lord, this woman would provoke her.
Even when you go to church, people are going to talk about you. They're going to talk about the, the situation you're in now. They, they, they're going to talk about how you're not any good because of the situation you're in now. You see, Hannah felt bad, and she felt bad enough where she didn't eat or drink. She felt so bad, she didn't even care about her husband. You see, the thing is, we're not, we're not talking about it's not bad to to mourn. It's not bad to be sad. It's not bad to be hurt. It's not bad to, to be irritated. It's not bad. It's not a sin. But, but here in our text, Hannah didn't let the words of her rival stop her from going to the house of the Lord. She didn't let the words of people stop her from going and praying. When you're obedient to God, he will give you the strength to continue on. You see, Jehoshaphat didn't just what just wasn't able to hide her son and sacrifice her son relationship with her son on her own God gave her the strength she gave her the he gave her the strength to continue on you see the thing about this is if God has given you a plan if God has given you a promise, if God has given you a purpose, he will give you the strength. All you have to do is stay, stay, stay steadfast. Be obedient. And he will give you the strength. This evening, there, there, there's probably some mothers out there going through life ready to give up. You're going through the teenage years with your child. You're going through the, the terrible twos with your child and you're just ready to give up. You just gave birth to your child and you're just feeling weak. You're feeling weak. And you, you feel like giving up, you feel like throwing in the towel, but God is saying, you did not just turn on this video for no reason. You did not just, just hear this, this little part for no reason. God is saying, if you just stay fair, stay, stay fair, stand fast in me. Be obedient to me. Be obedient to my word. I will give you the strength to go, go on.
God banned her. God didn't let her bear any children and let everyone around her have children. People talked about her not having children, even in the house of the Lord. But instead of giving up, she pressed her way to the house of the Lord every time, year after year. And she stayed praying. And our author illustrates one of the times he's prayed. And, and he illustrates it that she's praying with her heart. She, she's praying so hard to God. She's pushing so hard to God. She's pushing her way to God so hard that it looks like she's drunk. She looks like she's out of her mind. God is saying that it may look like you're out of your mind because you're being obedient to God. It may look like you're out of your mind that you're standing firm on God's word. But God said, as long as you stay fast on my word, as long as you're obedient to me, I'm going to give you the strength to press through. I'm going to give you the strength to continue on. And here's the thing. At the end, Eli tells her to go in peace and may the Lord of Israel grant you what you ask of him. Ask of him. You see, because of Hannah pressed her way through, because of Hannah pressed her way through the words of the, of the world, and because of Hannah pressed her way through her troubles, because of Hannah pressed her way through her mourning, she was blessed. Today God is saying, do not give up. It is not your time to give up. God wants you to know that he's right there with you, ready to bring you through. Get close to him. God's saying, you may need to cry. <laughs> you, you may need to shed those tears to let it all go. Because here's the thing, when you shed those tears, God is saying, I'm bringing you through. When you let it go, I'm bringing you through.
All right, on to our last mother, Mary. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nineveh, to Nazareth, I'm sorry, to the town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at the, this word and wondered what kind of greeting this may be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Amen. Here we are with Mary. Now, Mary is to be a mother. But, but before she's able to be a mother, she had to surrender some things to God. First, she had to surrender herself. For in verse 30 it reads, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Tonight, God wants you to know God has called mother. God has called you to be a mother. No matter how you became a mother, whether spiritual, biological, adopted, foster, guardian, no matter how you became a mother, God has called you mother. He has positioned you to be a mother. And tonight he is asking for you to surrender yourself. Surrender yourself. The thing 
I, I love, I like, I like medical shows, I like cop shows, and I like firefighting shows. And the, the one thing I learned from watching a couple of medical shows is that many mothers, many pregnant mothers will give up their life to birth their child. Many mother, many pregnant mothers will give up their life to birth their child. And to our natural mind, it, it makes no sense. Why would you give up your life for something you never see, something you don't know what's going to happen to, something you don't know how it's going to go? But because that mother gave up themselves to birth another blessing. You, you, you see, being pregnant isn't really, many scientists and doctors have made it logical, but to be honest, if we really think about it, it's spiritual. You, you see, giving birth isn't something that comes logically, but because of God has given revelation to doctors and scientists, it's not logical. But the thing about being pregnant, you're connected to another person. You're growing another being inside of you. You're giving up nurturance. You're giving up sleep. You're giving up comfort to birth another being. You have to give up yourself. Not just naturally. You, you give up your body. You give up your sleep. You give up all these things naturally. But spiritually, you have to give up yourself. Because when you give up yourself, you allow God to come in and help direct you. You see, you may not know how to parent this child. To be honest, you really don't know. But when you give up yourself and you allow God in, no matter what you've been through, no matter the mother you had in your past, no matter the mothers that are surrounding you, when you give up yourself to God, you allow God to direct and teach you how to train up that child. Number two, we have to surrender our image. We have to surrender our image. We have to surrender our identity. You see, Mary believed that she couldn't 
do what the angel said she was going to do because she believed that she was a virgin. Naturally, she was. She believed that this cannot be done. But when we yield it to God, when we give it to God, when we give up our identity, when we give up our image to God, He builds us up better. Better yet, I'm going to use a vacation Bible school topic. He puts us back on the world and molds us into what we need to be. Because you're probably saying, you know what? I can't be a mother. I don't know how to be a mother. Lord, I know. I believe in you. I give myself to you. But I, I can't be a mother. I, I, I don't know how to be a mother. I, I can't do what you're asking me to do. But when you give it to God, and, and I said this one time, God gave me the salvation. The word can't is a great word because when you look at the word can't, it, it, you see C-A-T apostrophe T. All can't is is I can with the cross. You, you, you see being a mother isn't easy. Raising kids isn't easy. But the thing about it is, we can do it. As a mother, you can do it when you give it to God. So, surrender yourself and surrender your identity. That are the, that's the four mothers. Now, I, I didn't tell you their sons, but you probably know them. But Sarah, she's the, her son is Isaac. And Isaac is known through the Hebrew culture as one of the fathers of nations. So Hesabeth, her son is Moses. Moses is known for setting the Israelites free from captivity and bringing them through the wilderness. Hannah, her son is Samuel, he is known for anointing King Saul and King David and things their point to God. Mary is the mother of Jesus. We all know who he did and what he did, but if you don't know, Jesus is the Savior of the world. You see, we talk about Isaac, Moses, 
talk about the great things they've done, but the thing about it is, God placed in each one of their lives a mother. It may not, it may have not looked like they did everything right. It may have not looked like they knew what they were doing, but because of they stayed connected to God. Because they stay steadfast on his word, because of they, they sacrifice to God, because of they were obedient, because of they got close with God, because of they surrendered themselves to God. We as a nation, we as a world are able to be free from sin. We're no longer in bondage because it's a mother to raise a son. Tonight, God wants you to know, mother, it may not look like you can do it. It may, it may look difficult. It may look hard. But God wants you to know that He's giving you the power. He's giving you the authority to be a mother. Don't let what the world looks like stop you from raising your child. Don't let what don't let the situation that you're going through or that your child going through stop you from getting close with God. Because God has given you the power to be a mother. God has given you the call of mother. You have answered the call. And because you asked the call, here's the thing. God is steady with you. He's not going to leave you just because you answered the call. He's not going to leave you because the world got too dark. He's not going to leave you because the world is trying to come against you. He's not going to leave you because the world's against what you birthed out. God's not going to leave you because it's getting really hard. God has not left you. God has not left you. So the, I, God wants you to know through this special presentation of Into the Deep Mother's Day Edition, God is speaking mother. So tonight, if you're a mother, I want to thank you for asking the call. 
and to that mother who have lost their way. Sarah lost her way. Jehoshaphat, Hannah lost her way. But the thing about it is, they came back to God. They, they, they came back and gave their life to God. They connected back to God. So that mother who have lost their way, it's not too late to be a mother again. You can do it. God gave you the call. God put that purpose of mother on your life. All you have to do is connect back to me. Thank you for watching Into the Deep. It's Mother's Day edition. I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. And I'm going to pray out. Father God, we will thank you, Father God, for this night, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for each and every mother. Father God, thank you. Father God, we just say, Father God, we just bless each and every mother that has connected to you, Father God. That, Father God, that you are strength strengthening their beings, Father God. You are just strengthening them, Father God. Father God, we just say, we just give you all the glory and all the honor. Father God, we just thank you for being all your call, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for just saying yes to your promise, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Father God, Father God for the, the power and authority of mother. We thank you, Father God, for the mother who arranged her gifts and blessings. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the mother who arranged her presidents, Father God, neighbors, Father God, mothers who are raising her children, Father God, to be your life in this world, Father God. Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for the children, Father God, who are being raised right now, Lord. Father God, we just say, Father God, we just ask, Father God, that you continue to cover, Father God, your mothers and your children, Father God. Father God, we just say thank you and just thank you. Amen. We bow before you.